Welcome to the podcast B2B SaaS CEOs with me, Joseph Olsen, as your host. I'm the CEO and founder of VAM that helps sales teams close more deals and book more meetings through video messaging. The idea to this podcast was born because one of my personal goals is to be a world-class B2B SaaS CEO and therefore I need to learn from the best. And I want to take you with me on this journey. Hi, my name is Don Friberg. I'm CEO at Infobrick and you are listening to B2B SaaS CEOs. Hi and welcome, Don. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Here in in Jönköping at our headquarters at Infobrick. So been a couple of days in Stockholm, but now I'm back to Småland again. (laughs) And then we jump into it, Don. First question always. What does your company, Infobrick, do? Please, do the elevator pitch. Yeah, Infobrick provides digital solution for the construction industry. And we focus especially on the build phase because there are a lot of solutions in the design phase and maintenance phase, but we are specialists in the build phase, uh, especially on workforce and site management. We also have uh, fleet and equipment management solutions. Uh, so um, we have become one of Sweden's largest SaaS players with this offering today. Really short, fun story. I I, I, t- I talked about Infobrick this morning with my little brother, yeah. who has been working in the construction industry. He he pitched Infobrick for me. <laughs> he like they are a great company. I've used them several times, and I like yeah. I'm gonna interview Dan later today. So I just wanted to say that you you have in my near family you have uh, users that love your product. Yeah, that sounds great, and uh, it, it's actually very cool that you walk walk around in large cities and and nowadays even in other countries and you see our solutions on on the streets or on building sites all over so yeah i can uh, for myself and all the employees uh, i think uh, many of us are really proud to see the development then we move on now to why infobrick how did you end up there don yeah i was managing a business incubator so i started uh, to meet the founders 2004, I think it was, and uh, thought they were great guys and had a good idea of um, having more safer construction sites. It was a lot of theft and uh, uh, people get rid of tools and uh, Monday morning when they should start, they have new tools and the people was <laughs> waiting for new tools and the projects were delayed and it cost a lot of money. So it was electronic locks and inside locks on a container and so on. So I followed and worked with them very intense the first two, three years. And then they did exit from the incubator. And I think it was eight months a year with not that much contact. And then they called again and asked if I want to join the board. And they have uh, joined some investors, business angels and so on during that time. And uh, they want to have a bit balance in in the board. And then um, I thought it was great investors and we added some other venture capitalists, Scope Capital and some others and uh, became chairman also. Uh, and after a while as chairman, I I get uh, the question to be CEO. So that was six, seven years ago. 
and I'm very happy that I accepted that offering and got that offer. Um, so it has been a really good uh, journey. And if you take it one one layer deeper here, uh, I, I want to go to the bottom with the why uh, in many different angles. Would you say the why here that you joined Infobic was of the industry that you saw a huge potential? Was it that you like the founders, the people? What what was the re- big why reasoning for you? I think it was the <clears throat> the combination. Uh, in the beginning, I think it was uh, the industry and. Uh, working with the potential together with the founders and uh, the digitalization in the construction industry is way behind my, many other industries or at least was uh, still still is but uh, so but following these guys and uh, their success and uh, most of the employees were were really good people as well and uh, really lived the brand and and um, yeah, so that part grows. So when I became, when I got the question to to be CEO, uh, it was definitely the the employees and the team that was the most attractive. Uh, and I think still we have a a great team. I'm I'm maybe a bit biased about that, but uh, really good guys and girls uh, working hard to <clears throat> have a successful company, but also to make real change and. Uh, make the full construction industry more attractive, I think. Great answer. We continue to the fun part. <laughs> Not the fun, fun part, but I want to know about about a fun fact about yourself that most people don't know about. Yeah, the, that could be many things, I hope. <laughs> but uh, at home, in the everyday life, I, I like to, to grow things. So a lot of vegetables, uh, in the summertime, but uh, nowadays it's uh, uh, lemon and uh, and uh, orange s- seeds that I have planted. So ah. there are quite large trees now at home. So I think most of, of people think of that meet me in the in the work life um, see me as uh, yeah we, we work a lot and work hard and but uh, that's really is relaxing to do some completely different things. Uh, so you have truly green fingers then? Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> I try it and I think I, I know what to do when I get older at least. And uh, also like to draw a lot. Uh, oh. Liked it in, in school already. So uh, maybe if not being SaaS CEO, being an architect would be a dream. <laughs> so uh, maybe next career. And so I like to write, especially houses. and uh, And that's also cool since you work with construction a lot but uh, i think that's that's uh, also relaxing nice Th- thank thank you for sharing uh, this fact down and then uh, me and uh, yeah, the listeners know uh, one layer of uh, personalization for you thank you and uh, yeah it's time for the segment of leadership so what is the worst thing about being a leader don I think uh, it's um, yeah, it's a lot of great things, and we can come to that. But uh, I think it's uh, sometimes a bit lonely. Um, you have a great team and so on, but some of the decisions you you have to take, and uh, <clears throat> some things that are really good and necessary for the company could be uh, uncomfortable or or hard for some individuals. So uh, I think. Uh, 
I'm actually quite soft as a person and and uh, feel a lot for for people. So so uh, yeah, that that hurts if you see that someone else get uncomfortable with a solution we have to do. So I think that's the. Uh, you can learn a bit and and uh, but but still you are affected every time you have to do such changes for example of of roles and so on and do you have any any like best practices or something concrete here that you have learned through the years yourself to to, to make this feel a bit easier for you and make uh, the result better in the communication i think as a being in a really like high performance company uh, you to stay in a certain position you have to improve and you have to to be better and develop yourself uh, and if you manage to do that you actually have advanced even if you are at the same position because the whole company grows so i think to describe and to be really clear both uh, to get people understand what what is required and that they really performs good so that they can develop themselves or, or, or try to describe that the company is a totally different thing now than a couple of years ago and, and we have other opportunities but also other challenges that we have to deal with and then we have to have new competences to to like help us on that journey and so on so I think to be as sound as possible and, and, and clear uh, with the communication uh, helps both you and, and the individual yeah good and uh, then we leave the bit negative sounding part and go into the what you like what you like the most about being a leader yeah i think it's uh, the teamwork because uh, i was more individualistic as as a young uh, uh, in my younger career and also um, a lot of sports individual sports and so on so i, I didn't really enjoy uh, I, I like to blame myself if something go wrong and <laughs> And uh, I, I have um, noticed that it's it's easier to and more fun to celebrate together if you do something good. So uh, uh, I, th- I think to work in team and see people develop and uh, uh, yeah motivate them to do things uh, and see them grow is is really satisfaction. So uh, it's it's a lot of great things uh, being in a company like this with so many great individuals. So it's not not the hard thing to be a leader in, in Infobic. And uh, what's your greatest strength? So so I can, fingers crossed, maybe copy parts of that. Yeah, yeah I, I think people say that I'm quite calm and, and, and clear and that I try to understand what, uh, what I do and why we do like we do. Uh, so that's one one part, and um, I noticed uh, many years ago that uh, I will not be able to do all the things I I have or need to do. So uh, the other thing is to to s- try to structure thing and prioritize and do the things that you really have to do um, in in certain order to to achieve your goals, for example. And that means uh, maybe to to structure and prioritize things away that you you can't do even if they are important and you really would like to do them you it's not possible because it's it's a bit too much and uh, i've noticed that also with with colleagues and others uh, that that people that uh, really performs and uh, and want want to give 
a lot of energy to the work and so on. I think it's a good thing to have a bit too much to do because then they have to prioritize and use their skills to do the things that are most important, both short and long term, of course. But uh, I think that's uh, something that uh, has grown during the years also. And I think I'm getting better and better on it. But uh, I'm not being that stressed over that you can't solve everything. So Great things to hear. We move on to the topic of your choice, Don. I want to hear you talk about something that you are nerdy and passionate about. And I'm now going to sip it and lend the mic to you. So it's time for a topic of Don's choice. Which gives me a lot of energies, of course, my kids and to be with them. And they do a lot of sports. And I had, uh, even if you can see that now, but uh, I did a lot of sports when I was younger and went to uh, ski high school and and uh, did some some competition in uh, abroad and so on also so uh, a lot of focus on that in my past and I had a great help of of my parents um, and um, they give me that opportunity and I try to give that to my kids uh, so every weekend we we often drive quite far with with uh, cars on different kind of tournaments or or uh, uh, races or so. So it's, it's a lot of sports. It's uh, running, uh, handball, football, basketball, uh, swim driving, uh, which is really interesting actually to look at and, and try to notice how the judge uh, give their points and so on and, and learn about that system. Um, and uh, one of the sports that we have paid most attention to is uh, taekwondo. Uh, fighting sport and, and I have no background in, in that at all. I have just joined some some of their courses uh, and uh, uh, got some some green belt uh, together with some other fathers and, and mothers that uh, try to understand the sport even more. But really fascinating sports which give you a lot of different skills. Um, you have to, to be uh, concentrated, you have to to have uh, be good at like jumping and act fast and you also have to have a, a good uh, heart to to be able to take a full full game or for full uh, match so and it's it's a 2000 old uh, uh, sport with a lot of traditions and uh, korean terms for everything and you show your your coach and 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 your uh members uh, of your club a great uh, great respect uh, and um, as higher belt you have you actually being more respectful to to the to the beginners and so on so i, I really like the methodology and and uh, the culture that they have uh, in that sport so that's also something i definitely would like 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 to, to do more uh, when i maybe get older and have more time so so sports, that, that is a truly topic of your choice then. Yeah, when you work a lot and, and maybe stress a lot and, and maybe start to eat uh, things just to have energy, uh, <clears throat> it's really important that you have some day, daylight and fresh air and, uh, and try to keep, uh, you don't have to be elite, but you try to, to take a walk or or run for for a short while to have some energy of that and uh, i think definitely it will will help you and many of our colleagues have the background from from more elite sports uh, uh, so i think uh, actually one of the latest recruitments uh, uh, former alpine star and i think what's attracted her was oh. 
we have a lot of of uh, golf stars and volleyball stars and ski stars uh, in the company that have that background and been able to switch from a athletic uh, sports career it could be quite empty when you when you stop that and you have to find some some new career and i think we have uh, managed to do that with a couple of individuals uh, very luckily and uh, i think that's of course attractive for others to go the same same way so you learn a lot from uh, try to being good in in something and uh, they have uh, often traveled a lot been taking care of sponsors by themselves uh, so they can sell even if they don't know it and and they um, know that you have to put one or two extra hours a day to be really good in something i think it's the same we uh, work everyone can can more or less be quite successful in in a work career if they just want to and and give that little extra every day so yeah i, I i'm a sports nerd myself and uh, so I, i love that you chose that topic and don we move on to external question number one from a listener from the community and this is from marcus einer at tbd media group and this is his question Hi Dan, becoming the leader within the digital construction landscape, just how critical is the teaching part towards customers within your sales processes expanding into other regions that are not on the same level of digitalization? Yeah, it was a bit tricky but a good question I think. Uh, So most uh, of our customers are well aware of of the benefits of the digitalization. But there is often a pushback from from the construction workers that uh, they they have to change behavior, maybe from pen and paper to to do something digitally. And and they have really to understand what the benefit is for them. And uh, I think that's why Infobrick has been kind of successful since we have thought about uh, products from the beginning to be really really easy to use and, and also that the worker and the site manager and the C-level guys at the procurement department and other stakeholders like uh, the society and municipalities and everyone should have their benefit from the system. So I think it's no one that want to do things uh, just to, they've been forced to. I think they they would love to, to do things if they have own use of it and then they have uh, a lot of we we get a lot of data and, and good quality data since since uh, it's it's nothing you do once in a while when you're forced you do it on your free will instead so i think that's that's really important yeah i i, I like the question here from marcus and i like your answer don because i'm changing behaviors myself with my company vam so thank you so much for sharing such a yeah essential and key things just for people to hear And we are going straight into external question number two. And this is from Olivia Herlin from Goava. And this is her question. Hi Dan. Uh, Due to the current market situation, some companies need or will need to quickly change their sales strategies. So what are your best practices for quickly changing sales strategies in a structured yet fast way? Yeah, another good question. And uh, yeah, the, the surroundings and the world change a lot uh, now, and, and especially the construction industry. And, and I think it's important also to 
to not change actually we 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 have changed some price models and some some business models at some part but uh, i think also it's it's uh, good to be consistent with what we do but uh, i think what we do is trying to stay as close as possible to to all uh, our customers and and different markets to understand the needs and and challenges they have um, so so we are relevant in our offering and uh, and um, what we can help them with so stay close to to markets and, and customers uh, in times like this i think could be the answer important classic but never forgetting advice that that, that you <laughs> listen to your customers and be close olivia thank you for the question once again because now i'm leaving your question and topic and we are entering down kpis you can't have a sauce pod without talking about KPIs. Yeah. I want to know which top KPIs on a company level that are the most important for you. Yeah, I think that the, the most important uh, since we are a, a company delivering products made by people. And uh, so I, I think uh, the uh, customer, uh, the employer survey uh, is really important for us and, and how we map. Uh, different uh, how 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 is life at work at Infobrick? I think that's really important to know since we have to attract new individuals, and I want our employees to be really proud of Infobrick. And, and uh, when they meet a friend on a coffee or a dinner, they should of course, like like you and your brother talked about Infobrick, it should be a good experience and and something they are really proud of. So so that's maybe the most important thing. But as a SaaS company, as you said, you have a lot of financial KPIs and there I think maybe the rule of 40 measurement since it's important for us to have both growth and profit. We are a small bolag that uh, company that always have been profitable uh, at least uh, the latest uh, 10 years. Wow. Uh, not in the in the beginning maybe but but uh, since quite a long time we had had a really good balance between growth and profit and it's just not that you should have that balance you should also be able to uh, elaborate a bit between the two parameters so if, if you think you grow a bit uh, too slow you you should uh, push in more resources and then it should result in 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 quicker growth uh, and maybe the profit goes down short term but but uh, you have to uh, have both parameters uh, under uh, yeah, consideration and and where you are and how the circumstances look around you uh, will guide you a bit what what to focus on but the combination is really important and that that you see quick effects if you want to make more money or you want to grow more you you should see it uh, on the other parameter short term and, and compared or in in uh, close collaboration with that is the the cash flow also important the third one um, because we have acquired a lot of companies so so we we need a certain uh, profit level to to be able to to continue to grow both organically with product efforts and sales efforts but also to to buy new companies so and the, the strategy is to do both in the in the future as well maybe we have focused a bit on widening our portfolio in the past and now it's more of more of uh, geographically expand that 
also. But but still, as we talked about the modules, we, we do new organic modules uh, frequency and uh, frequent and uh, yeah, to, to, to launch them on existing markets is also, of course, really important to create more and more value for our customers. But yeah, also grow and then we know need our cash flows and that's also like smallest economical sustainable to, to be have a good cash flow and have a certain amount of profit so we have life at work we have the rule of 40 growth and profits we have the cash flow do you have any like targeting the product also because then i think we have mapped it all what do you look at when it comes to regarding the product yeah, I, th- I think uh, it's more of the whole package of how much do the customer use the product and uh, both uh, use the product they already have bought, but also uh, uh, how, how many modules they activate uh, and also deactivate, but they seldom do that. Two quick questions here. The first thing, when you say activate models, is that a nicer word of upselling? Yeah, you can say that. Um, we, we have two kinds of, of uh, yeah, we, and then we have cross-sell, you can call it from the acquired units uh, to, 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 to activate their modules on, on the existing customer base. Thank you. And the second uh, quick follow-on question I had regarding product usage was, is the most important thing for Infobrick the daily active usage, weekly or monthly, which which of these three is the main thing here? Would you say in, in the usage of products? Yeah, I think daily because we want uh, we want uh, our users to be as much as possible in our product. Uh, and some years ago, they just logged in to the site by the staff ledger that was regulated by law that you have to have, and and you log out when you go home. And today they do a lot of things activating things lock up things uh, get messaging in, in our in our communication in our app and so on so think of it use it daily yeah. nice i'm looking at the clock i know you're a busy man so i we are going to the roundup we are entering now the roundup and here i have four last questions now to you and the first official roundup question is always my outreach question uh, so, Don, what would you say is the best way to do cold outreach to you if you don't know me or my company? How can I get you to a meeting in the best way? Uh, yeah, well, I, th- I think it is a lot of fantastic companies that you, you miss because you, you haven't time to, to meet all these uh, uh, people and offerings. And um, that's the bad thing of uh, having... Uh, too much in the agenda, but but uh, I like uh, to meet people physically, uh, both before after uh, the pandemic. So I think on a fair or 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 on a business meeting, a conference or or something, I I, um, I take impressions from from people. So I, I have no problem with uh, people walking up and and start to talk about their offer, and um, because it just. To do email and stuff like that is it's it's hard to um, it's too many <laughs> so, so I, I think I, I like the traditional way that meet people and uh, and uh, get impression of that this guy could really help us in some way uh, and, and then I try to of course focus uh, to the best resource at our side that that could meet and and make make some, something out of it I also think it's good when you meet that be quite clear what you want and how you can help uh, or what you can offer and 
uh, I think it's saving a lot of time for both parties to be quite direct in this kind of situations. Can it help us? Can it not? Are we open for it? Uh, I never take uh, meetings uh, that people want to sell something I know I'm not interested in. I think it wastes their time and mine as well. So I think it's better to be good communication and, and clear about uh, the interests. At the event or when you're open-minded, you want direct communication, you want it personal and uh, no bullshit. Who, who, who are the relevant? Yeah, good. If you would give yourself when you were a younger CEO, Don, we can say six years ago, uh, six years ago when you didn't know so much that you know now, one to top three things, what would that be that you would tell yourself? that you now know, that you didn't know? Yeah, I think I was lucky to be CEO um, just before I got 13 uh, Science Park environment. So so I had the chance quite early. So maybe to look back even more than six years, but uh, you learn all the time. And uh, uh, I think as, as younger, I, I would have the advice that you should pick your battles because it was... Um, Maybe that you want to win uh, every situation. And uh, again, back to that prioritization thing that you have to analyze what's really important and, and focus on that. Um, so that could be one at least. Uh, and then uh, uh, on that same point, uh, I think it was, uh, I was too focused on being right uh, and when I'm totally sure you're right it's, it's maybe not that important depending on the situations that you you have even if you know you are right it, it's maybe better to to accept something and uh, try to to round up in in a good uh, good way so I, I think it was much of a proof that that uh, you are the right guy and you have right right uh, opinions and so on so and maybe I have also been quite lucky. We have a lot of um, older business experienced people around me. Uh, they have to trust you and they have to, to guide you a bit. And uh, that's advice that I maybe uh, should repeat uh, to, to try to surround you with so much experienced people as possible. And... Uh, of course, uh, you have to have the energy and, and believe in yourself also, but, but uh, listen to a lot of uh, advice from, from people you trust and that have done great things is, is not a stupid thing. So I, I think, uh, and that's also something I try to do in, in some areas now to, to try to, to, to help uh, <laughs> younger people to both internally in Infobrick and in some other cases to, to really yeah, uh, focus on right things. And, and when things get a bit messy, I think it's really good to, to have some you trust to discuss with because you could be quite lonely sometimes. So uh, that's advice that I would repeat uh, and uh, do the same thing again about. Nice. And uh, yeah, I only have two things left for you. And this second last thing is a really quick one. It's me fishing for new guests that you would like to listen to. So Don, which two B2B saucers or companies are you inspired by and uh, think I should chase down for the podcast? Quick, quick, 
just one or two quick answers here. Yeah, I think uh, first of all, we 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 uh, or I don't have a lot of uh, uh, superheroes that are one are really really impressed of, but but uh, one could be Salesforce. It was one of the first SaaS companies that I understood really and uh, heard a um, speech from one of the workers uh, not so so long time ago that were quite impressive how they work uh, to take responsibility both for employees and society and and uh, and so on and and uh, and then uh, as as uh, SaaS companies has been really pop- popular business model and and uh, I think it's a lot of focus on it in the larger cities, but even in 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 the countryside here in in Småland, uh, some of the largest SaaS companies in the country, Infobrick and Fort Knox, is uh, based an hour from here and has done a tremendous journey. So I think that's a great company as well. So quite new CEO told me that you could you could try to talk to. Yeah, <laughs> two great Salesforce and Fort Docs. Yeah, you are not holding back. Uh, thank you, Don. Great, great, great companies. And I actually chasing Tommy now because I was an angel investor, so I did an exit in one of the companies I invested in. Just got bought up by Fort Knox. So I have another thing to talk with Tommy too. Uh, so I'm chasing Tommy right now. So thank you, Don. And the very last question before we say goodbye. And here I'm hoping for a big, bold statement. Where will Infobrick be in five years? I think we are uh, a European or even world leader in digitalization in the build phase for construction industry. So I, th- I think really what we have learned from the Nordic countries and, uh, and now in, in UK as well, uh, I think the digitalization Maturity goes up quite quick in Europe. Uh, we were in US a couple of weeks ago and walked around on Manhattan's uh, skylines building uh, projects and see a lot of opportunities. I think it's fully possible that we are the leading company uh, in construction um, digitalization solutions. Uh. Nice. And I wish you the best of luck with that. And I hope, hope for you with that, Don. And to you, now when we're wrapping up, who has been listening to Don and me, if you like what you heard and got value, please press the subscription button, check some other episodes out, and tell a friend or colleague to listen to Don in B2B Saucios. And Don, a huge thank you for putting aside around 30 minutes together with me to help the community and me to keep on learning. Thank you, yourself. Yourself.